Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks so much for spending some time here to learn about print. So today the show is a little bit different. I don't have an interview that I'm going to bring you this week, but instead it's going to be me. Now, one of the questions that we get asked the most at Print Design Academy is when a designer has a file, the customer has approved it, they love it for this beautiful label design for whatever kind of product, a cosmetic, a food product, a beverage product, beer, whatever it is, Uh, customer loves it, signs it off, says good to go, send it into print. That's when the designer kind of freezes and goes, right, send it into print. So I'm going to break down some of those walls, some of those questions that, that stop you from sending in that file to a printer with confidence, knowing that it is set up correctly, error-free, you're going to cruise through the proofing process and get that label in your hands printed looking fabulous. Fabulous. I like that word. Fabulous. Anyways, that is today's topic. There are four things that we're going to talk about, plus a little bonus thing on how to double check that it's ready to rock. But before then, you damn right, I'm going to cue the intro for myself. Hit it. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast. The show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So, let's talk ink on paper. Okay, before we get into the guts of this episode here, I have to share an assumption with you. This assumption is that you are comfortable using the Adobe suite of products and you used Adobe Illustrator to create this label design that your customer just signed off. Okay, cool. Um, Now, when you have that customer who has looked at that label design that you sent them, they like, yep, that's rad. It's awesome. Let's go. Let's send it into print. Don't be worried. Don't worry. It's okay. It's simple. But there definitely is some things that you want to make sure are in your file or are not in your file to make it very clear to the printer what you are trying to do. It saves time in going back and forth on file clarification. It saves time and likelihood of errors through proofing. And it just makes it so that the end product you get is exactly what you envisioned, exactly what you wanted to see. So giddy up. First thing I want to talk about is layers, the layers in your file. Now, sometimes when you're pulling in vector artwork, when you're bringing other elements into design this label, when you're creating different, you know, text elements and all of these pieces that go into your design, you can end up stacking up the layers or being, having everything on one layer. Neither are good or clear to the printer. So putting in some sort of ground rules here. Your artwork should be on its own separate layer. Your die line, if you have a die line in your label, that should be on its own separate layer and identified on its own separate layer as well. If you did create a die line and you ended up creating 
sort of your own bleed lines because you want to create your eighth inch bleed all the way around your label design or wherever you have color bleeding off the label. So if you went and created your own custom bleed line just for your own guidance and to follow that to make it really clear for your printer that, hey, this this extra overhang thing is not changing the size of the label, it's actually just the bleed. You want to make sure that that bleed line is also on its own separate layer. Not the artwork that's bleeding over, but the bleed lines are also identified as such. And it's really easy to do this in Illustrator. You just sort of use the little drop down menus in your layers. And once you have that specific item that you need to move to a different layer, we have that little color box. You just drag that up or down to the appropriate layer. So you really want to clean up those layers. And on the other side, if you've got a bunch of different layers where you've got text on one layer, heading on one layer, illustration on another layer, um, you've got all of these different elements going on, try and condense and like clean up those layers. Also with layers, label them very clearly. The die line layer should be called die line. The artwork layer should be called artwork, so on and so forth. All right, that will just really help your printer what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to achieve. Now, also in layers, if you are creating a white print layer, separate that. That should be separated from your artwork layer. It makes it super easy to identify exactly what you're trying to achieve. If it's a flood white layer on a on a metallic stock or on a shrink sleeve or something like that, um, you wouldn't really do that. But anyways, if you did, um, it's not as crucial to do, but still do it. However, if you're reversing elements out of that white layer to create different foil effects, to create some depth effects, different things like that, 100% make that white color, that white ink that you're gonna print first, it's its own separate layer. Again, easy to identify for the printer, easy for them to prove correctly, and the likelihood that it's going to print correctly goes up dramatically. So that's layers, folks. Next up is swatches and color space. So again, when you are pulling in different elements to create this design, you got different illustrations going on, pulling in some different vector artwork, pulling these different elements, um, that swatches layer can get nasty, can get real nasty, can fill up with a whole bunch of colors that really aren't going to be used in the print of the label and make it super messy for your printer to understand. So here's, here's, here's the rules, guys. If you're printing your label in CMYK and you know that you're printing that label in CMYK, guess what the only colors in your file should be? CMYK. Yes, you got it. I knew you'd get it. Absolutely. Correct. Only CMYK. All of those elements should be brought together. You shouldn't have any rogue spot colors in there, any rogue pantones. Um, you shouldn't have multiple magenta layers or different things like that or, or swatches. It should just be CMYK, super clean. So make sure that your CMYK artwork is CMYK. You don't have any extra blacks. You don't have any um, you know, extra whites or different things that you're not actually going to be printing in your label. There are certain label designs that would require two blacks, like two hits of black, things like that. Um, obviously, there will be some that are uh, with a white layer plus CMYK. 
But the whole rule here is if you're printing in CMYK, you should only have CMYK, maybe a white in that file. Now on the other side, if you're printing in spot color, if you know your label is going to be printing in two Pantones, three Pantones, whatever it is, you should not have any CMYK in that file. Sometimes when you pull in vector artworks, think different things like that, you can end up with CMYKs, RGBs, all kinds of different things in that label. Check it. Check the swatches before you export. Clean them up really, really good. Make sure that the only colors in your swatches are the ones to be printed and used for your actual label production. So one really quick, easy way to do this is once you've got all your, you know, you moved all your things around, you've got your, your vector stuff, the right color, you've got your spot color stuff, like you've got everything in your artwork colored correctly, but you still see like a, a bigger list than should be there in your swatches. In that swatch panel, the, click the hamburger in the top, there is a option for select all unused, delete. Select all the unused swatches and delete. Now, if something drops off your artwork when you did that process, that means you have not transferred all your artwork to the correct swatches. You haven't matched them up correctly yet. So just go back and take a look at it and what did you not color correctly, things like that. But when you send that file to the printer, those layers should be neat and tidy and easy to identify. The swatches should only have colors that are actually involved in the print production of that label, not extra colors from design or extra little bits in there. Next is touching on dye lines and bleeds again. When you are doing those dye line and bleed layers, you must, yes, identify them in the layers. Make sure they're very clearly la labeled. But also in the swatches, you want to have a little, a little, uh, a little switcheroosies here. That's my new word, a little switcheroosies. So here you go. If you've got a CMYK label, you're printing in CMYK. You've got your cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. And you have a dye line on there. And you've made that dye line magenta. Guess what? That magenta dye line can get lost in the magenta layer of that artwork in the magenta swatch. So to avoid this, to, to have it stand out and be different than your CMYK so that the printer easily identifies it and sees it and goes, okay, something different, label this dye line, boom, that's the dye line, happy days. In order for that to happen, when you, with your CMYK label file, create that dye line layer as a spot swatch, as some sort of Pantone swatch. Set it up as a spot swatch. The reason being is that then it looks different, it's something different, it's again easily identified by the printer, which is what we're after. We're trying to make this really easy for the printer to identify. So same with um, if you've got embossing, if you've got foil stamping, if you've got anything special going on in this label outside of just your CMYK print, that extra thing should be identified in a different color space than you're actually going to print. It shows up differently on the other side. And at the end of this, I'll tell you about a little trick that you can use um, Adobe Acrobat Pro for um, that you can double check that you've done this correctly and that everything is easily identified. Okay? Capiche? Shabam! Shabam! Whatever that is. Next up is 
text, your text. Let's talk about text, baby. Let's talk about you and me. So now with most labels, with most labels, you are using a limited amount of fonts and there is a limited amount of type. You don't have pages upon pages of type. You don't have articles or different headline fonts or different things like that, like you would have with publication design, like you'd have with some editorial design. It's different. It's just a one object. There's not that much type on there. So, you know, convert your text to outlines. Outlines, folks, that's what I'm talking about. Convert your text to outlines. The reason being is you don't want to get messed up. Like, like because there's so little going on in most labels that you're not really going to package everything up like you would a, you know, a document with multiple pictures and different links and all those kind of things. You're not going to package it up. So if the printer doesn't have the fonts that you've specced in there when you've exported it and send it in, there's a chance that you could have some font errors, some font problems. But if you convert those fonts to outlines, happy days. You don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about, you know, proofing, did they use the right font? Did the font translate correctly? I have been there when this has not been done. And I, the label design gets all through proofing. Customer signs it off. Designer signs it off. And it's got the wrong font because it wasn't converted to outlines. It was similar enough or small enough that it didn't get caught during proofing because they were looking at some of the other more important elements and it got missed and it was the wrong font and it just didn't look, it didn't have the same impact that it could have had. So best practice is if you don't got a lot of type going on, convert it to outlines. Outlines. So next, um, I want to talk a little, just a little bit about color space. I know I said, you know, there's only a few things, but I'm going to put this one in here before I get to the little, the, the little bit about double checking your file. Um, which is color space and exporting. So first up, color space. Um, we talked about earlier, if you have a, if you're printing in CMYK, make sure that that's all that's going on in that file. If you're printing in Pantones, make sure that that is all that's going on in your file. Super important. However, if you've got images in your file, taking that a step further, say you've got your, um, your photos built into the file or whatever else you got going on there. If you have images brought in there, convert those images to CMYK because most likely when you bring them in, they are going to be an RGB. Photoshop is the best tool to do this. Then you can bring it back in. Please do not send in your file with RGB images, RGB elements. Okay. That's the other bit. The other little bit. Now, when you go to export that file from Adobe Illustrator, you simply want to go to File, Save As, or Command S, or whatever, whatever you shortcut you got set up there. Save As, select PDF, and then when you get into that first window that pops up right away, you want to make sure that it says High Quality Print. Now, when you're in that first window, there's a little checkbox under options, like right below, like you select high quality print, then you go down just a little bit in that first general save option area. And there's a little checkbox that says preserve illustrator editing capabilities. For full clarification, this is Adobe Illustrator um, 2021. That's like the most recent update. 
um, using the Creative Cloud. So it may be a little bit different in your CS5, CS6 if you're using a slightly older, but you wanna try and preserve the Illustrator editing capabilities of that PDF. So in the event that the printer does need to make any small edits, they are able to do so. So now once you've exported that PDF and you open up that PDF in Acrobat Pro, there's a little known option called print production. It's one of the, the things that you can do within um, you know, Acrobat Pro, print production. And when you pull up the print production options, the first one there is output preview. Click that. Now, when that opens up, it'll also open up and show you the colors that are in your document with little check boxes beside them. So for example, if you've exported as CMYK, you should see your sign, your sign magenta, yellow, and black. And if you've got a die line in there as well, as long as you set it up correctly, like I mentioned in here, set it up as a spot color, you will see that in the list as well. If you left it as CMYK and you, you made it magenta or whatever, if you left it as that, it'll be buried in the CMYK artwork. But you want to make sure that it's separated when you're looking at it in Acrobat Pro. So make sure that it's that spot color. That way you can click it on and off. You can make sure that it's there. All good, happy days. Same kind of thing for any white layers that you're going to be using, any embossing, any foil stamping, anything like that that needs to stand out and be different than your printing artwork should be set up as a spot color so that it stands out and so that it shows up in this selectable list in Acrobat Pro under that print production and that output preview. That is the best way to double check that everything is set up correctly, if the layers are separated correctly, every the, the color spaces are all correct for the different items that you're trying to call out. That is the best way to do it. So that is it for this short episode, folks. Just to sum it up, the things that you're going to want to check and clean up and make sure are ready to rock for the printer in your Adobe Illustrator file are the layers, the swatches, any callouts like your die lines, your embossing, your white layers, your uh, foil stamping, any of that stuff, the text convert to outlines, make sure your images are converted to CMYK, not still RGB, then do your PDF export and double check in Acrobat Pro before you send that PDF along to your printer. You know what I'm saying? That is it for today's episode. That's the summary here. We also posted a more detailed YouTube video on how to do this. Uh, Gabby took the reins and is... Um, on that YouTube video. You can check that out in the link uh, below in this podcast. It'll take you to that video where we actually show you the on-screen stuff, show you different little bits, and we expand on what we've just, um, what I've just talked about. This is sort of like the, the 5,000 foot view of the things you need to check out. In the video with Gabby, she dives deep into each of those items and shows you exactly what's going on with them on screen and how to make it all happen. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back again next week with another episode for you fabulous graphic designers who are interested in learning more about print and creating some awesome print to put out there in the world. 
As always, if you are digging what you're hearing here on the Print Design Podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and leave the show a rating and a review. Help more designers who want to learn about print, want to do more print, find this show. That's it. Cheers, guys. Have a good one.